Are you hoping to dig into decluttering your home in January? Well, let's talk about the best place to begin if you need to declutter. Hi, I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to Simply Convivial. Decluttering the stuff in our homes is actually the least important kind of decluttering that we can do. When we're spending most of the day, every single day at home with our families living a full life, there will be many messes and much stuff in our homes because it's being used as a tool to grow and build our families. So we might think that our problem is that everyone in the house has too much stuff and all of our problems would be fixed if we just got rid of the stuff. But our main problem is not actually a stuff problem. If we just got rid of all the things, we think that then we would all get along. Then we as moms would not be irritable then life would be good. But that's based on the assumption that at heart, at root, we are good, kind, virtuous people, and it's just our environment messing us up. And that is not reality. So before we declutter our environment, we actually have to declutter our own hearts. Let's dig in and talk about how to do that. So the first thing that we need to declutter is our attitude. Yes, I like to say that we need to organize our attitudes, but decluttering is often the first step in getting organized, whether that's stuff or our own hearts and minds. To declutter simply means to remove what does not belong. If we were talking about decluttering a cupboard, then we'd pull everything out so that we could see it all, deal with it all, and then we would put back only what actually belongs in that cupboard. Whatever is left over is clutter. It either needs a new home or it needs to leave our home or it needs just go in the trash bin. The hard part of decluttering is when we encounter the clutter, the things that we want to keep, but they have no designated spot to belong. The good news is that this whole decision-making process is much more streamlined when we're talking about decluttering our attitude than our things. So how do you clear the cupboard, so to speak, of your attitude? Unlike a cupboard, we do not fully empty our minds in order to achieve peace. That's not biblical. However, we can clear some time to actually think about what is in our heart and our mind instead of just going about the bustle of the day, ignoring our inner life. We can use pen and paper and brain dump 
so that we can see visibly on paper what's going on, what's inside our hearts and minds. Then we can pray and ask God to show us what attitudes we really have that we might not want to admit, especially not written down on paper. Our attitudes are harder to pull out than stuff from a closet. It's like our mind is a closet with a layer of tacky glue. It's hard to make anything budge. So we're tempted to just accept whatever is there as our personal reality, unalterable. We just close the cupboard and move on pretending that what's in there is not a problem. That doesn't work with stuff, and it definitely doesn't work with our attitudes. The inner closet is full of perishables, not plastic. Leave it alone and it will fester and mold. It will not remain unchanged and just fine. Feeling like those attitudes and feelings are stuck in there and there's nothing that we can do about it is normal. And it's true. It's called our sin nature. And we on our own cannot change our own hearts. There's no special practice that will help us clean our own selves up. Sometimes people can remodel their thoughts and mindsets with a lot of effort, but we can never on our own remove the rot. We can only hide it in new ways. Who can change a sinner's heart? The Holy Spirit alone. And if you're a Christian, Any guilt is gone, but still our minds and hearts are going to be in continual states of repair and restoration for the rest of our lives. Just like decluttering in a family home where everyone is growing and changing and needing new things all the time, decluttering our attitudes is not a once and done project, something that we will be able to finish and cross off once and for all. It's an integral part of our continual, lifelong sanctification. We need help for this decluttering project, and we have help promised to us in the gospel through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Just like decluttering, it feels messy. It feels like it's getting worse and not better when we start dealing with it. To have our attitudes exposed to our open view is unsettling and it is uncomfortable, but hiding it away doesn't make it go away. It makes it grow even more unmanageable. So if we see mess and clutter in our hearts and minds, how do we throw away the garbage? Neither distraction nor willpower will do. The only way to get rid of bad attitudes is to repent of them, to call them out for what they are, to ask for God's forgiveness, and then to turn away from them, rejecting them in the strength of the Holy Spirit. But you also can't only remove the bad. You have to return what is good and right. Maybe when you took inventory, of your closet or your heart, you didn't find anything good to put back in. That's okay, 
Because when you repent and trust, the Holy Spirit supplies the replacements. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These replacement goods are available. And by faith, we can have them not only in our inner cupboards, but we can pull them out and use them as needed without running low on stock. Are you left with thoughts and feelings that you don't know what to do with? Attitudes that don't belong, but you're not really ready to call garbage and toss? If it was stuff, then we'd say that these things need a home, either in your home or someone else's home. Perhaps the leftovers of your attitude are things that ought to be given away because they belong on someone else's shoulders rather than your own. For example, too much concern about people in far away places suffering disasters that you can't help is simply worry and fretting. Channel that energy into prayer for them and pray for an opportunity to help And then look around you and make sure that sentiment over distant, far away wrongs isn't getting in the way of your own current service in the mundane things around you, in the actual people in your circles that you can help and build up. Anger and frustration over injustice in the world generally is not righteous anger if it gnaws at you and if you can't do anything with it. Pray, and then wait for the salvation of the Lord, which pretty much always comes in unexpected ways. When we're consumed with feelings that we can't act upon, we're hampered from active, present service. We should use our feelings to channel action, never to wallow in and just feel bad as if feeling bad was a virtue. The action that we're most equipped to take is prayer. And with prayer comes God's peace that passes understanding. And after prayer comes clarity in the momentary faithfulness that we are supposed to be walking in. With prayer comes the reminder that the world is not in our hands, or in the hands of chance, or in the hands of evil men. It's in God's hands, and he's got this. So it's okay if we don't. Pray for people. Pray for your eyes to be open for opportunities to serve. Pray that God will raise up people and provision. But don't let yourself be filled and distracted with duties that are not yours, or a desire to control what is not yours. We can covet other people's ministry opportunities. We can covet God's own power and control. We can even covet other people's disadvantages. When we declutter our attitudes, we have to be willing to give over some of our imaginations and our feelings that amount to wanting to be someone else, somewhere else. Replace that discontent with prayer for others and replace it with gratitude. 
Gratitude brings contentment and a heart and eyes ready to see and accept the actual opportunities that God has prepared in advance for us to walk in. Gratitude brings acceptance and trust that God will provide for all his people and that God will tell this whole big worldwide history-wide story for his glory in all things. Once the garbage is gone from the closet of our mind and heart, the surplus distractions given over to the one who has room for all things, and our minds are restocked with the attitudes that actually do belong there, gratitude chief among them, we will have decluttered our hearts and minds. Just like our cupboards, need to be decluttered continually the more they're used. Decluttering our attitudes is not a once-and-done project. It's ongoing. But the more often and the more quickly we declutter messes in our minds when we notice them, the better we get at it, the more normal it feels to live a life of repentance the more readily we jump right in to taking care of our responsibilities. Whether that's our cupboards or our thought life. Repent, rejoice, repeat. Does decluttering either your home or your attitude or both seem impossibly overwhelming? Do you not even know where to start because there's so much to do and you feel discouraged and alone? You are not alone. Join me for Home Management Bootcamp in 2023 with Simplified Organization Community Coaching. During this program, we'll work through all the areas of your home management so that we can organize our attitude, streamline our homemaking, and work our plans. All to the glory of God. We do it not so that our houses are immaculate and tell a good story about us, but so that we are faithful in the responsibilities that God has given us and so that our story glorifies him. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is included in your membership at Simply Convivial Continuing Education. Just go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to get started today, or you can find the link in the description. Join Simplified Organization Community Coaching and let me help you organize your attitude and make personalized plans so that you are no longer overwhelmed or frustrated by life. Learn how to repent, rejoice, repeat with me.